Hey, this is the first edition of WTOP's new series, Fired Up with Jake and John. I'm WTOP reporter John Doman. And I'm WTOP afternoon editor Mike Jakaitis, also known as Jake. Yeah, yeah. your name's not actually Jake, just a little peer inside the glass of closed nerve center. That's just what everybody around here calls you. Yeah, it's been, uh, actually, all my other friends, it was a nickname I picked up in high school on the football team. So I've been Jake for... Uh... A long time. I'm not going to give the actual uh, a, a, years. A lot longer than you've been Mike at this point, I would <laughs> yeah. guess. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And so we're here to talk barbecue. Summer season is upon us. I, I know meteorologically we might not quite be at summer yet, but look, it's summertime. It's June. Temperatures are getting warm. And, and this is the time of year where a lot of people like to start cooking outside either with the smoker, with the grill, you name it, and, and that's what we're here for. Yeah, and I can't go one week without smoking some kind of dead animal. It's like I get smoking withdrawals. Yeah, and that's whether it's the winter, the spring, the fall, any of that. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, just to give people sort of an idea where this whole series came about, you and I have been doing something similar to this for many, many months now, more than a year. You and I just, because we don't see each other in the office very much anymore, my schedule pretty much the flip side opposite of yours but we still find a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. and when we do, and just to um, pull the curtain back, the reporter-producer relationship, John will have a piece, he'll tell me about it, we'll discuss it for maybe like, you know, five to ten minutes, you know, as far as length, content, whatever. (laughs) But then we realize with all the uh, barbecue stuff, we've been texting each other, we maybe spend maybe like... 10% 10% on stories. Hey, by the way, how did that pork butt turn out over the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> of what we talk about has nothing to do with the actual news product you associate us with every day. It's We're, we're talking food. We're taking pictures, trading text messages. Uh, it's it's all barbecue with yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, as a matter of fact, last night I mentioned I made some ribs. And as a matter of fact, for our first episode, John, oh, I brought you a little present. So, oh, so, very nice. They're still warm, so go ahead, open it up. You can smell it. I smoked some Baby back ribs, and they are just oh yeah. I even, you even you little, brought the wet wipe. Brought, yeah, absolutely, the, uh, it's a better move. The the other people here that are going <laughs> to use this studio later will thank you for that. But oh, I warmed it up. Oh yeah, they're warm. If if you guys could smell what was going on here, you would. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You could try it. I tried. There's two different kinds. That one it's made with. If you can guess, guess the flavor. There's a little apple here. Apple butter. I tried that. Mm-hmm. A little sweet. The other one. Is my normal recipe with uh, roasted garlic barbecue sauce, little chili sauce. This bigger one. The bigger one, yeah. (laughs) That that way I know the difference. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they came out really, really good. Little tender, a little too tender. I think I I left them in a little wrapped, a little like a half hour too long. But we'll get more into that. I mean, this is how everything happened. We just started, before the pandemic, we would exchange food. You know, relief food. Hey, Jake, I got you. I left you some uh, pork butt in the uh, refrigerator. Exactly. Yeah, and and just for people to know, those those ribs have two very distinct flavors, but very very good. And one of the things we're going to get into as we do this series this summer is that you know there is no one wrong or right way to really do barbecue. That you know that's that's one of the joys of it is you get to experiment, you get to try new stuff, and you know once again that's how this all came about because he and I were trying different things yeah. and. Just kind of going with the flow. Exactly, exactly. You helped me out with a lot of things. I helped you out with some things. So it's it, it's great. I mean, and I'm looking forward. This is going to be a fun segment. We're we're here not to talk at you, but with you, share experiences. Yeah, and and we're going to want to hear from you. You know, shoot us some emails with with all that stuff, and and we'll we'll tell you how to do all that later on as as this show goes on. But that's just sort of a preview of where it's coming from. And now, because of all this. Uh, the conversation is not just going to be Jake and I either. We have gotten to talk to some 
really cool, really good barbecue experts that are around this region. Oh, my goodness. Myron Mixon, uh, he ha- who has a barbecue place down in Old Town. Fernando, 250 Barbecue in Riverdale. Oh, my goodness. Just so much. I mean, th- first off, when you walk in there into those restaurants, it's, it's barbecue heaven for me. I mean, the smells, the aroma. I mean, you're, you're ready to eat. I mean, you go into Myron Mixon's kitchen, and it's there's just meat everywhere. It's yeah. you know meat and seasonings, and, and and one of the things I like, you know, it's not just the meat. I love the different flavors that you can get from different places. You know, one restaurant does things one way, another one does it another. For me, that's part of the fun. That's part of the enjoyment of barbecue is knowing that everybody has sort of their different spin and their different way of going about it. Right, and also during the interview with Myron Mixon. I kept getting distracted during the interview process because I kept looking at the food and kept smelling the food. I really wanted to eat. <laughs> no, no, no question about it. And when we got to eat, we uh, we stuck around. Probably, probably wore our welcome out a little bit oh, eating yeah. so much good food. Well, but well, see, you got to go home. I had to go to work. I needed a nap after that. Yeah, there was some very delicious stuff, and we're going to get into all of that as well. Um, but again, this episode is about sort of just how all this came about, and and it's not just how Jake and I got into to barbecuing and that kind of stuff as. You know, being middle-aged guys that just like to cook outside. Oh, my God, we're middle-aged. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, oh, you know, so that's one of the things we wanted to get into uh, with Myron Mixon as well, how he got into it, because uh, he's won a whole lot of awards over the years. Yeah, he took grand champion. Yeah, he just won another barbecue national championship within the last few weeks. He is highly decorated, the winningest man in barbecue, and so we had to ask him, how did he get his start? And here's what he had to say. My dad uh, had a take-up barbecue business, and he got my brother, who's three years younger than me, he'd have been six, I was nine, start helping him. Now, he didn't start me to be a world-famous pitmaster. He started me toting and fetching and go getting, and used us to all the way up through our early teens, late 20s, early 20s. And basically, we were just labor, free labor for our dad. But we learned. <laughs> we learned how to be pitmasters. And, and in my eyes, he was probably the best out there as far as old school type. We burnt down wood, shovel coals in the masonry pits. It wasn't all this high-tech technology like we got here. My H2O water cookers didn't have the gravity feed, electronics, and all this kind of stuff. It was old school. We went and got the wood. We split the wood, got it ready. Then you got your meat, prepped the meat, burned the wood down, made coals, shovel coals all night. And that's one of the hardest things is when you're we're doing it with charcoal and you're doing it with wood, keeping that temperature at the right spot. Exactly right. Exactly what? right. Now, we cook with all wood here, but it's totally insulated. You don't burn much wood, and you can about set it and forget it. Those weren't the days. But I learned from him, and from learning from him is what got me into the competitions. Became the winningest man in barbecue. The barbecue competitions and winning got me on TV, got me some notoriety. They got me where I have my own line of rubs and sauces. Started doing cooking classes in 2005, still doing them, do one a month. And that led into cookbooks, and that led into me having restaurants. So when was that one moment when you just realized, I'm great at this? Uh, I ain't gonna say great at it, which I, I feel like I'm really good at it. Well, you're the winningest man in barbecue. I'm the winningest man in barbecue, but I was very lucky. Very, you know, those moments I have all the time that I've been very lucky. Not many people get to do what they love and make a living at it. But you look at the one right here. I mean, I get to do everything barbecue. It's not competing as much anymore. I used to do 45 contests a year. Now I get to do maybe four or five because all this other stuff that revolves around barbecue is taking its place. You know, I got a restaurant here in Alexandria. We got one opening up in Hoboken. Got one in Miami. So it's all good. It's fun. 
So again, that was Myron Mixon. We got to talk to him back in April from his kitchen in Old Town Alexandria. He was up here promoting his new book. And what a good guy. I mean, he was so easy to talk to, and he wasn't talking down at us. He was talking with us, and it was great. I, I really enjoyed that conversation. I think that's one of the things I've noticed about all the guys we've talked to so far, and, and the list is not concluded yet, I hope. No. But we've talked to some really cool people about just sort of how they got into it. Myron, again, he was born into the barbecue business, you know, from the time he was a little kid, you know, working around his dad's pit and, and learning things kind of the, the old school way. And, it, and it's really, obviously, it's paid off for him very well. Oh, God. He yeah. knows what he's doing. <laughs> and, and, and the passion that each person that we spoke to, you know, how much they love sharing their knowledge of barbecue it was great. I mean, usually, you know, hacks like us, you know, try not to burn our meat on the weekend, but they, they answered almost every question we asked. And it was great. And one of the guys that we asked a lot of questions too is Fernando Gonzalez. He's the owner of 250 Barbecue in Riverdale. Um, you, you might not know Fernando's name off the tip of your tongue, but if you really know barbecue in the DMV, either either you already know about this guy or else you're going to be kicking yourself for not knowing it once you do go for oh, the first time. Oh, yeah, time. and when we, when we went out there, you know, I never heard of Fernando until I, I read the article in the post, and, and then when you booked the interview with him, I mean, what a great guy in the food. I mean, he gave us... This Wagyu brisket, it was phenomenal. And, and I've, I've ordered from there a couple of times uh, over the last few months, and, and I've never had anything bad there, of course. Uh, and so we talked to him about how he got his start. Now, like we said, Myron got his start. He was basically born into the business. It's a family thing for him, his dad, his brother, all that stuff. Fernando is quite the opposite. Oh, his story's fascinating. I mean, he's not from this country. The way he got into barbecue, how he started, and where he is now it's phenomenal. Look, I'm one of the biggest Myron Mixon fans around, but I really enjoyed our conversation with Fernando better than uh, with Myron. And, and I think what you're going to hear from Fernando is uh, really relatable to to all of us who just do this in the backyard as a hobby, as a way to, to cook a nice dinner on, on, on a day that we're not working or whatever. So here's how Fernando got his start. And uh, just take a listen. He, he's got a really enjoyable story. I'm a civil engineer, actually. And we had a shipping company with my wife from El Salvador to Texas and, and, and other main cities in, in the U.S. And every, every time we traveled to Texas, we were kind of with the goal of visiting a different barbecue joint. And uh, we had Daniel Vaughn's book like, hey, this is what he recommends in the city. Let's go there or just, you know, Googling stuff. And uh, we were just hooked with the whole barbecue culture. Um, over there in Texas and you know uh, we were visiting this beautiful legendary barbecue spots and then going back to El Salvador and we said hey there's nothing like this in here in El Salvador there's really no smoke smoking meats tradition it's really grilling or direct fire there's no convection there's no radiant heat there's no none of that so we ended up building our own smoker in El Salvador and opening a catering company and um, when we opened, big surprise was um, we have the largest U.S. embassy in Central America. So we, we started receiving a lot of requests, a lot of orders from Texans, from U.S. expats living in Salvador, like, hey, I want barbecue because there's really no barbecue around here. So we started developing a lot of stuff in there. That was four years ago. Um, I was still learning, really. I, I burned a lot of meat back in those days. But, you know, as, as it's, it's, it's really great on barbecue because 
the more you practice, the, the, the better you cook. And as everything in life, I would say, but you're constantly learning, mastering your craft, and, and we were not really getting the product what we needed. And then the opportunity came to move to the U.S. and we conducted a market study and turned out the DMV area had no 100% Central Texas barbecue style with 100% wood, with no liquid smoke, with no electricity, no gas, 100% handcrafted. So we said, hey, this is the spot for a barbecue joint. And here we are. So, so our audience, the, the, the people we're trying to reach are sort of the guys right. that do it in the backyard, kind of like the way he and I do it. Yeah, it's just awesome. That's how you started. You yeah. were just this backyard guy doing it as a yeah, hobby. Yeah, no, I've, I've tried a lot of level. Yeah, yeah I've mean, tried a lot of stuff. And we, we made our mistakes too, you know, we started out yeah. and error. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's great about barbecue, but at the end of the day, you have your family and friends around you in the backyard, and if you do the best you could in that cook, everybody's gonna have a great time. I stood to someone and it says, barbecue keeps bringing good people together. You know, it's, and, and that's, that's for us barbecue, what barbecue means. All right, again, that was Fernando Gonzalez, the uh, owner of 250 Barbecue in Riverdale. Oh yeah, and I'm planning a trip out there again very, very soon. Yeah, I've already made one since we talked and uh, I, I can see that happening some more. It helps when I don't live that far away from it, but it's... Oh yeah, I, I live like 30, 35 minutes away. I'm still making the trip over. Well, well worth it. That's yes, for sure. Absolutely. Now, we talked to some of the highest, uh, I guess, statured people around this region when it comes to barbecue about how they got started. I've been doing this for a few years now. Started with a little UFO missile rocket looking shape thing that I got <laughs> at Home Depot just one day when I wanted to, wanted to try it. And it wasn't always successful from the get go, especially because it was the first one I ever bought was just probably $50 little aluminum thing that was uh you know, oh, you know I, I had the same thing an ex gave me one of those and uh well probably lasted as long as a relationship but we won't get into that but <laughs> but it, but that's how i got my introduction to barbecue i started with some chicken and tried it and, and liked it and over time though you realize that you can still do a better job and so you get new smokers and you do that. so so where did, oh, where did uh, it come from for you yeah well actually you know i'm you know, talking about smokers, I'm looking for a new one right now, and I keep going back and forth. Right now, I have a master-built electric smoker, and it's, it's served me well for three or four years, but now it's being held together by duct tape <laughs> because the latch is broken, and I still haven't... The podcast I'll never do, it's a home improvement show, because it'll be probably total a good example of a bad example. I'm not Mr. Handy. My wife does all the handiwork. Anyway, but yeah, I like using the electric smoker. I got this as a gift like three or four years ago. I started watching a lot of barbecue shows on TV. There's like barbecue pit masters, which Myron is a judge on and actually has competed on. And I just love the idea of doing barbecue. And I started, like I said, with chicken, pork butt, and I found out I was pretty good at it. Yeah, no, that's the same sort of thing for me. As I've always been somebody that likes to grill all seasons, you know, winter, spring, fall, it doesn't matter. I'll go outside, whether it's 20 degrees, 30 degrees oh, out, yes. and, and start something up. But again, it's trickier to do the smoking in the winter, but that doesn't mean you're not up for the challenge when, when the weather conditions yeah, are yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it can be done. I mean, because when it's cold outside, it, it could affect the uh, temperature of your smoker. And a lot of things is, is timing. One of the biggest things that I've learned, and actually I have to give credit to my wife, as she tells me, write this stuff down. And that's what I started doing. I started writing down you know, uh, stuff that worked and also stuff that didn't work. Like with those baby back ribs, you know, I cooked them uh, two hours uncovered and then two hours wrapped 
and then uh, Half Hour Uncovered. Now, those were tender. I mean, you, you liked them, but they were, they were falling off the bone a little too much. So next time, I'm just going to cut the time back, the wrap time, to maybe, instead of two hours, to maybe an hour and a half. Well, you know, and we're going to close the show out each week, I think, with just our, our own little tip or suggestion that, you know, we would trade with each other and do that with you. And and hopefully I would encourage anybody that's listening to email me some of their tips, too. I'll be happy to read anything that sounds good over the air. But, uh, yep, so we'll just rock it out with that. That's yeah. that's your one for ribs. Yep. And uh, we'll, we'll leave you uh, hungry for more, yep. hopefully, yeah, in the future. Yeah, definitely, definitely write things down. Right. And, oh, as a matter of fact, you know, I put together my own rub. And before I would just like be a mad scientist, throw a whole bunch of stuff together, and well, it came out good. And then second time I would do, I'm like, wait a minute, something's missing. But you know what? I wrote it down for the first time for a change. It's a pain in the butt, but now I have the formula. It's sort of the antithesis of, of being an experimental guy is to try to be that organized. But you know, yeah. organization. Yeah, that's not really. Uh, so sometimes it really will me. pay off. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so let's leave the conversation here right now. Next week, we're going to get into all the different types of smokers that we talked about. I've certainly got a little bit of experience with a few different kinds now over the last few years. We'll talk about all that. Yeah. And, and not only just Jake and I, we're going to have Stephen Reichlin. He's the guy behind Project Smoke. Project Fire, I believe, is a show on PBS that you can see right now. He's got a new book out. Uh, oh, yeah, he gave us a lot of good advice on a lot of things, a lot of topics. Yeah. And we're going to be talking to him. You're going to be hearing from him throughout the whole summer. Exactly. Him and, and so many other people. So we're trying to keep trying to bring in a lot of good names that are going to sort of stand out to you that you're going to recognize. But also, again, just make this a conversation, not just between us and them, but but us and you guys. So this is Fired Up with Jake and John, and we'll see you again next week. Happy smoking.